1: We are so glad that you have joined us today, and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
2: Thank you so much for joining us today. It is Tuesday, April the 20th, and I hope you're having a good week, and I'm thankful that we get to be together. Uh, every day Monday through Friday at lunchtime and I hope I hope some of you have a chance to get a bite to eat before the broadcast otherwise you'll be like me and uh, Caleb here Sometimes we get kind of grumpy, you know, with the broadcast, because we're thinking it's time to eat, and we're hungry, and then you start hearing your stomach growl and all all that stuff, but we're so thankful that you have joined us today uh, for our broadcast on the radio, Uh, some of you listening, uh, watching on Facebook, and some listening by way of podcast, and we're thankful you take the time today. I hope uh, God will give you something to be a blessing to you today. Happy birthday today to Hannah Dahlem. And happy birthday today to Casey Myrick. I hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, may God bless you on this day. Looking forward to Wednesday night. Looking forward to our prayer meeting, Bible study tomorrow night. And I'm thankful that uh, we live in a country where we can go to church and worship God freely. Uh, I'm sure you've read about and heard about some other parts of the world where uh, they can't go to church. They can't worship God like we can. And I'm thankful we can have a Bible and we can have church and we can have a radio broadcast and preach the Bible and uh, to God be the glory. God has been so good to us. I want to ask you, how did you like that song yesterday? We heard the uh, New of Youth Choir. They sang that song, Resurrection Power. And boy, they were singing and shouting and it was, it was a blessing to me. I hope it was a blessing to you. Uh, We're going to be singing, or we're not going to be singing. We're going to be playing some of these songs this week. But here's a song that uh, Pastor uh, Tony Shirley, I believe he's the one that's singing with him on this. You can hear his voice on that first verse, and the choir joins him. But I love this song. Uh, Brother uh, Kenny Baldwin sings this song. Probably you've heard him sing it. But the name of the song is Jesus Never Fails. And I want to remind you, Jesus Christ, He will never fail you. He will never let you down. He'll never disappoint you. Uh, people will disappoint you. Uh, people will fail you. People will break promises to you. And people will not meet up to your expectations. But I want to tell you, Jesus Christ never fails. And uh, I'm thankful for that promise. I'm thankful that he has given us that assurance that he never fails. You listen, and I think you'll be blessed by this song by the New Manna Youth Choir, Jesus Never Fails
0: so many souls have tested him throughout the course of time so many still reach out to him with broken hearts and lives and every one of them will say without exception that they find that my jesus he never fails even in the days of old he brought his people through and then he came to show his love and he died for me and you and then he rose again to prove that every story had been true and that jesus he never fails and i know jesus Jesus. This life brings struggles That I find so hard to bear I know I could not make it Without Jesus being there But it's so encouraging to know However deep you are in despair That my Jesus, He never fails So what could I do to prove to you Tell me, how could you deny? There's no untold facts, no mysteries. It's all so cut and dried, and on the wind. you because
2: Jesus never fails. well praise God for that aren't you thankful that we serve a god who is the same yesterday today and forever and uh, he will never fail praise God for that there's uh, there, there's some things that uh, that uh, you'll be disappointed in in life but you'll never be disappointed in In Jesus. I'll promise you that. Daniel chapter 9. We were starting yesterday in explaining the the 70 weeks of years that Daniel gives us as prophecy and the first three things that have to be accomplished during that time. We said that the to finish the transgression. Number two is to make an end of sins. And number three is to make reconciliation for iniquity. Well, Jesus Christ did all those things on the cross. And I'm thankful that only Jesus could do that. The church can't do it for you. Baptism can't do it for you. Uh, uh, Being a good person can't do it for you. Only Jesus can do that for you. Now we get into Daniel chapter 9 and we look at the next three items on that list that these things all were part of the 70 weeks of years. Number four... Um, God told Daniel that, that the, uh, uh, number four is to bring in everlasting righteousness. Verse number 24, it says, and to bring in everlasting righteousness. Well, who's going to do that? Uh, well, that's Jesus. But can I tell you when Jesus died on the cross, he did not set up his kingdom. Jesus came and he died on the cross and he paid the price for our sin, but Jesus did not set up a kingdom. Uh, He will someday come and he'll set up his millennial reign where he will rule and reign for a thousand years on this earth. But the return of Christ uh, at the end of these 490 years, that is when Jesus will bring in everlasting righteousness. Boy, won't that be wonderful uh, to live in a world where there is righteousness? and uh, where Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. It's going to happen, friend, and uh, Jesus Christ will set up that kingdom. Number five is that uh, what must take place is to seal up the vision and the prophecy. Well, there's still a lot of prophecies that have not been fulfilled yet. Um, You say, well, what prophecies? Well, they've all been fulfilled for the rapture, but there's still some prophecies that we know about, for instance, with the tribulation. Uh, which is also called the time of Jacob's trouble or the time of Israel's trouble. Uh, There's the prophecies uh, regarding the Antichrist. There's the prophecies regarding the end times. And those still have not yet been fulfilled, but they will be fulfilled. And Jesus Christ will come back and he will destroy uh, the Antichrist and the beast and uh, the uh, false prophet. And he will cast them into the lake of fire. It's going to happen. And then the last thing it says to anoint the most holy. That will be the anointing of the Holy of Holies in the temple during the millennial reign of Christ. The book of Ezekiel prophesies that that will happen. Right now, the Jews don't have their temple. As a matter of fact, they don't even have the spot uh, where that temple is going to sit because of the control of the Muslims there in that region. But Jesus Christ is going to rebuild a temple and he's going to set up a temple and he's going to anoint Uh, the Holy of Holies there in that Millennial Temple. All six of these things will happen within those 70 weeks of years. Now, many Bible scholars believe, and I agree with this, I think this is probably the most accurate, many Bible scholars believe that this 70 weeks of years began in 445 B.C. That was when Artaxerxes decreed for the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem. Well, if you take from that decree to the time of Christ uh, and the time of the death of Christ, that gives you about, and, and again, we're talking about a Jewish calendar, which is not 365 days, it's 360 days, but that gives you 483 years, which would be 69 weeks of years if you do the math. So you say, well, that's 483, but... God said there's gonna be 490 years. So we're missing seven years. There's seven years that have not happened yet. You say, well, that doesn't make sense because what about for the Jews and what about for this prophecy concerning God's people? Well, you know what happened. The Bible says that Jesus came unto his own and his own received him not. Jesus came, but he was rejected by the Jews he was crucified by the Jews and so God's people the nation of Israel God's not done with them but God has set them aside God has uh, put them on the shelf so to speak and God will deal with his people God will uh, judge his people and the Bible tells us that that will come to fruition during the tribulation period. Yes, the tribulation is the time of the, the rule of the Antichrist, and it's a time of persecution of Christians, yes, but it is also a time when God deals with His chosen people, the nation of Israel. So you say, well, why was there a gap? Why do you have uh, the, the 62 weeks and the seven weeks put together, 69, and then now we're in the middle of a, of a parenthesis, so to speak, But that final seven years, which is the tribulation, why has that not come yet? Well, much of the church age was hidden from the Jewish prophets. Many of the prophets, they saw uh, that Jesus would come and they saw the cross, but they also, they thought that Jesus was immediately going to set up his kingdom. And and after he rose again, and, and there we go. And in some cases, some of the prophets didn't even see the cross, they just saw straight to the crown. They saw the throne and they saw his rule. So we see that the final week of Daniel, 70 weeks, we call it the 70th week of Daniel. The time of tribulation has not happened yet. Well, in Daniel chapter nine, the Bible says that there were two things that had to happen before that 70th week could begin. And here's what had to happen. Number one, it says that the Messiah would be cut off. Messiah, Jesus Christ, would be crucified. Notice verse number 26. Uh, well, let's go back to verse 25 of Daniel chapter 9. It says, Know therefore and understand that the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two. So that's 69. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. But verse 26, after those seven and after those 62 weeks, it says, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. Well, of course, we know that's true. Jesus died on the cross, but he didn't die for his own sins. He died for the sins of the world. But the Messiah would be cut off, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Well, that prince that shall come, that is the Antichrist that will come. But it says this the people of that prince. Well, this is the Roman Empire. Remember how we talked about back in Daniel chapter 2 and also some in Daniel 7 that from the revived Roman Empire, that is where the Antichrist will come. Remember that beast with 10 horns, and from those 10 horns, a little horn, the Antichrist? And so here again in Daniel 9, we see prophecy of the revived Roman Empire. see the prophecy of the prince that shall come, the Antichrist. But it says that those people, the Romans, that they would destroy the city and the sanctuary and thereof thereof shall be with a flood unto the end of the war. Desolations are determined. So number one, Jesus would be crucified, but number two, Jerusalem would be destroyed. Well, guess what? That's already happened. That happened in AD 70 when Titus, uh, the Roman general, came in and destroyed the city of Jerusalem. So, we say, well, what does that mean? That means there's nothing left to be fulfilled. It means we are sitting on go. We are ready for the rapture. And when the rapture takes place, we know that that ushers in the seven years of tribulation on this earth. While we are in heaven, we know the Antichrist will come to power, he'll make a treaty with Israel for seven years, and he will set up his rule and his reign on this earth. Well, we know that Jesus' reign is forever, but we know that the Antichrist, his rule is just for a short time. So we see these 70 weeks, and I hope I haven't confused you with these 70 weeks of years, but I hope it encourages you to see that God has it all mapped out. God knows exactly what's going to happen. There are no surprises with God. And I'm glad that we can live on the winning side. I'm glad we can have victory in Jesus knowing that we have read the end of the book. We've read the last chapter and we know that we are on the winning side. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll look forward to uh, tomorrow and uh, we'll get into Daniel chapter 10 and uh, we'll see some more amazing prophecies from this book. God bless you. Have a great day. On the winning side.